Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, so you can bring back one TV show that's been canceled or doesn't exist. It's extinct, but you get the powers to bring back the Lazarus TV show of your choice from the dead. 651-641-1071. What show are you bringing back? It back, came back, 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 from back. the back of the TV. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer. That's a creepy Holly Roberts. And Grant is waiting for your call. Um, and I thought of this because, well, actually, I saw a conversation online about this particular topic, and I thought that is a good conversation because in a world awash with reboots, I bet there are still a number of shows people are like, well, why haven't you brought back the Jeffersons? Mama or the facts of life or all of my favorite sitcoms from the 70s and 80s. Feel free to join the conversation. 651-641-1071. Holly, there are a lot of reboots already in the works for this year. I was just going through a list um, during the break. We are experiencing a new wave. Like I know we complained, I feel like in the last five years, we've been complaining about the glut of reboots. But we are next level this year. Especially with, I think, probably because of all the new streaming services we have that are looking to create content. Yeah. And some of these reboots are welcome. And some of these reboots, uh, not so much. Well, you know, last week, or was it just last week, a Colleen brought to the table the new Punky Brewster reboot. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is more of a continuation if you want yeah. to get into the minutia of what's sure. actually happening. But it takes a pre-existing character, Punky Brewster, and we're following her to the present day. Exactly. And I think that's one many people, including Colleen, of course, and um, I'm I'm excited to see it. I mean, I don't know that I'll probably be a regular Punky Brewster watcher, but you never know. But um, it's not limited to just sitcoms. Um, Walker, Texas Ranger has the reboot. Did you know that? Yeah, it's already out. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it it's, tells you how much I yeah. know. It's getting so-so reviews, but the CW renewed it for another season. So oh, people, somebody, somebody's watching. Now, um, Ren and Stimpy? Hmm. Yes, that is getting a reboot from Comedy Central. That's crazy to me. Um, also, I remember we talked about the uh, Rise of the Pink Ladies, which is going to be a spinoff of the Grease franchise. Mm. It's like a prequel, right? Or I don't know if it's really a prequel. Yeah, no, it's a prequel-ish thing for HBO Max. Anyway, 651-641-1071, what do you want to bring back from the dead? Grant, I think we have someone on the phone. Yeah, we've got a few calls here. Jack's just, Jack will start us out. How are you doing, Jack? Hey, Jack. Hey, good afternoon. I loved Boston Legal. I cried, I laughed, I was beside myself. I oh, wish gosh. we could bring that one back. I had completely, thank you for that, Jack. I had completely yep. forgotten about Boston Legal, and I want to say that's, I'm just quickly looking to see here. Yeah, five seasons. So that was... That was a good show. That was, a, that's, um, sorry, my brain is not working fast enough. Captain Kirk. 
William Shatner. William Shatner was in that series, yeah, if well, I remember correctly. And remember, Boston Legal was actually a spinoff of another show, which was called The Practice. And I don't remember that show. <laughs> it was a legal drama from David E. Kelly. And the Boston Legal was a spinoff of that show. I feel like Boston Legal must have been more popular. Because uh, I remember Boston Legal vaguely, I, even though I'd forgotten about it. But I have a, uh, it's in there somewhere. But yeah. I don't remember the other one. Sorry. Well, it's okay. It was on for eight seasons. Um, well, who knows, Jack? There are enough streaming services. It might just get a green light. Who else is on the phone, Grant? We've got Matt. Okay, Matt is on the phone. So, Matt, what series do you want to bring back from the dead? All right, I was angry when it got canceled because it just got to a good part in the series, but I'd bring back the OA. The OA. Okay, tell me about the OA. I did not watch the OA, but I remember um, uh, I remember it was very popular for a certain uh, group of people. Tell me more. Okay, I liked it. It was original, but it was weird. And I get that's why a lot of people probably didn't like it because there were some there were some parts in it that were weird, but I liked it because it was original. It was an original idea. It was new people that I haven't seen in shows before, except for like Jason Isaacs. But I just I liked it. it and was, it was like sci-fi, right? Yep, yep. It was all about different universes and all that, and a cool dance. <laughs> All right. Well, but, again, I mean, I kind of feel like it could come back at some point because, uh, again, you never know. And there are so many streaming services. That was Netflix, right? Yep. And yep. it had a big uh, hashtag after it got canceled. And I think it's still going strong where it's like it's uh, called Save the OA. Oh, all right. Well, fingers crossed. A lot of people still want it back. And then um, just really quickly going back, I think Tina Turner might be in the Hall of Fame, but I think she's with Ike. Oh, so this would be for her solo. Work. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. That was back. We were. Uh, I was just marveling at how Tina Turner wasn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Holly, do you know that to be true? Uh, well, I know definitely Tina Turner as a solo artist is not in the Hall of Fame because she is up for induction this year. And uh, I can't speak to that off the top. Let's see. Ike and Tina Turner were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1991. Got it. So this but is she for... has not been inducted for her solo career. That's right. So, you know, no private dancer, oh, no God. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I can't tell you how many times in my college years I... I'm a private dancer. Sang that song out loud and performed some awkward moves <laughs> during a college party or two. Okay, so um, let's go back to the question at hand, which is you can bring back one TV show that's been canceled. Who else do we have, Grant? We have Renee on the phone. Renee. Hey, Renee, thanks for calling. What show do you want to bring back from the dead? I would like Kate Beckett and Richard Castle. Tell me what that Everybody means. Knows? So That's you want the show, show Castle? Oh, the castle. I have never seen. What, tell me about the show Castle. So he's an author. Now he writes novels. She was a New York detective. Um, he's now in Rookie. That's on, but it's not the same. He Got was, it. They were so good together. Good chemistry. Kind of funny. Kind of dad jokes. Yeah. I don't know. It's cute. When did that? Uh, when did that go off the air? Do you remember? few years ago? Oh, gosh, probably like five or so years, maybe. Okay. So the TV show, The Castle, and you can probably, can you watch it anywhere online now? Do you watch reruns or not reruns? You know what well, I mean? This, this 
says more about me, but it's on uh, rerun Saturday nights at 1035 Channel 5. Hey, look, hey. we'll take it. Yeah. Thank you, Renee. You know, I wouldn't Bye. be by. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, Bradley, if Castle was somewhere on Hulu. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there because the show was on ABC and ABC, Entirely Hulu, possible. Disney, all that kind of stuff. But check your local listings. Check your local listings. Mm-hmm. I do see you can buy it on uh, YouTube. That seems kind of kind of involved. Um, okay. Do we have one or time for one last caller, Grant? Yeah, we got one more caller here. Sydney's on the line. All right, Sydney. So you get to bring back any TV show from the dead that you want. What do you want to bring back? Okay, I would bring back Cold Case with uh, Catherine Morris. Oh, I don't know the show. Know. Tell me about it. Oh, really good. Really well done. I think it went off the air in 2012. Um, but what what it is is um, they're cold murder cases. Okay. And um, it's a team of detectives that, um, you know, look into these cold cases. And they're set any time in, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Oh, wow. And they... They bring back, like, actors. So if the cold murder case, the setting, or it was the time period was, say, the 70s, mm-hmm. they bring back, like, actors who were, like, popular in the 70s. Okay. And then they set it to um, music that was that was um, popular in the 70s. Oh, so it's, so it's not like time travel It's like they are trying to solve the case in modern day because it's a cold case, but they probably do a lot of flashbacks with a period. Yeah. Uh, yes, and with it. the period music. Yep. And then apparently there's some problem with, um, with it coming out on, uh, coming because of the rights to the music. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that was the anyway, fate. Anyway, of... really well done. They brought it back for a little while on a Roku channel. Oh, okay. And I started watching it again, and um, they pulled it. So really disappointing. Well, fingers crossed. You never know, Sydney. Thank you so much for sharing that cold case. And um, Holly, that yeah. reminds me of the Wonder Years. It took forever to get that show back with the actual music, right? That made it so fun to watch yeah and if you want to go back i watched the real world on pluto tv a week ago but all the music cues are gone and now it's just generic weird like interstitial alternative music transition no like some like the music version i'm wearing flannel okay hey when we come back kim ye what the real reason no that's what yes the real I'm sorry, I had a brain fart. The real reason Kanye moved his shoe collection, we've now got the answer, and we'll tell you when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Well, we now know the truth behind why Kanye West moved his massive sneaker collection out of his marital home. What? It's true. But you're only gonna hear the answer to that on My Talk 1071. On the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm Bradley. That's Holly along with Grant today. And it's true. We told you last week, I believe, Holly, not you personally, although I did share this with you, but also the rest of the world who's listening, that Kanye West moved 500 pairs of sneakers. Not 500 sneakers, because that would be 250 pairs, but 500 pairs. That's a thousand shoes. From his home in Calabasas, Calabasas, California, where he shares a home with Kim Kardashian, but not really. It's a long story. We'll get to that later. 
However, it's not for the reason you suspect. Well, the reason we suspected last week was that this was all part of the long, drawn-out plan to show that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are getting a divorce. Because, you know, once you move the sneakers out of the house, that means the relationship is done. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Once you move your shoes out, you are finito. Yeah. Right? Put a fork in that relationship, it's done. But no! But wait! Here's the truth. Here is why Kanye West moved his 500 pairs of shoes to Wyoming. Quote, Kanye moving his sneakers out has nothing to do with divorce. He has made Wyoming his main residence and his sneaker collection is his prized possession. Kim was thrilled and totally helped him organize it and took over the closet with her skims. They're not fighting. There's nothing for them to fight about. That story's trash. That story is trash, Bradley. It smells. He needs some Dr. Scholl's foot medication in all of those pairs of sneakers. That is... Or as I was forced to wear uh, as a youth or apply to my feet, Absorbing Junior, because I had a very bad case of athlete's foot for a while. Well, this story is the equivalent to your childhood athlete's foot condition. It's true. (laughs) It just... It is... Okay, so let's break it down. What you just said, Bradley, about this story Mm -hmm. about Kanye West's sneaker collection. Yeah. That Kanye West's main residence is in Wyoming. Yes, exactly. Kanye West's main residence. Not there. Yeah, it's his. Yeah. And when somebody breaks up with somebody, part of breaking up usually, if you're married and you've been living together, is that you go to separate houses. Right? Like, that's right. The, like, uh, this has nothing to do with their getting divorced. This is just where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. And Kim <laughs> lives in California. He lives in Wyoming. What is the problem with that? There is no reason for them to live in two separate places. Thank you. So the fact that they do indicates that this relationship has not been together. Okay. Let me just clear up for any audience uh, confusion. When uh, Colleen and I and Holly talk about. Kim and Kanye, we are under the assumption, I think it is safe to say, that their relationship is a publationship. That's a... Publationship, celebrity relationship in service of publicity. So, I, what, even though they have children together and there's clearly a relationship of some kind there, this relationship appears to have been a working relationship more than anything else for publicity uh, than any sort of romantic experience. Because anytime they show true family moments, they're not all together as a family. And it's not like, oh, well, take- This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Dad's really busy and he's working. This is not, you know, Ward Cleaver. 
who's off at the office right. and can't be with the family, you know, because he's working late at night and has to like get a cot in his office because he's pulling long hours on the 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 Simpson uh project. Right? Like this I'm just making up random business projects, right? Like this is because they both have two separate lives and two separate homes yeah so this kind of goes into a subcategory of publationship because i think sometimes it's easy to mistake a publationship as being the quote-unquote fake relationship Mm -hmm. but this is in the subcategory of publationship kim and kanye where it's like well there is a real relationship at the core of this Mm -hmm. but like you said bradley it's mostly been flexed for business purposes, and it's also been flexed for publicity. Exactly. And so this kind of story is trying to throw people off the scent. Like, it's trying to get you back into thinking that this is a real relationship that has... Because you'll start debating, like, oh, well, wait, what? Like, what's really going on? Is it because they can't stand each other that they're apart? No, like, don't even think about any of that stuff. Regardless of what's actually going on between them themselves as individuals, this shoe story is a non-story. Yeah. And to Holly's point, it's total, uh, I think the word is crap. Or, um, yeah. I mm-hmm. did want to just like put a finer point on that uh, doo-doo headline. This is an exclusive from our friends at Hollywood Life oh, well, that, by that Bonnie Fuller. Explains it all. Right. So this purports to be a source close to... Ye, speaking to Hollywood Life or Yay. Do we say Yay? Because it's kind of Yay. Yeah. Ye, but it's easy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, what were you going to say, Grant? Yay, ye, tomato, tomato. Okay. Uh, anyway, Kanye, th- this whole story to me, coming from Hollywood Life, means that whoever is in charge of perpetu- uh, perpetuating or perpetrating would be a better uh, verb here because they are perpetrating a crime on us. Mm-hmm. Whoever is perpetrating this news is just trying to get us thinking about the them fighting or them as a relationship when they're not. Right? right, because the seeds have already been planted, particularly by Kim's people, that this relationship is over and they're just crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's at this point. Exactly. It don't matter where your shoes are. It matters where you are. Oh. And where we are is ready to go to break. So when we come back, we got... D-bags for you. Lord and Lady D-bag. Find out which celebrities and tabloids are behaving badly right here on the Colleen Bradley Show. Wow, thanks for that uplifting weather update, Grant. <laughs> thanks for being with us Yay! today. And you're not allowed to talk about the weather until it's above zero. So, Well, I'll talk to you next week. I mean, you're probably going to have to keep doing the weather. I know, I know. Just, I'll turn my mic off. Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. It's Wednesday, it's hump day. Pew, pew. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts and Grant, of course, along for the ride today. Thank you. Now, it's time to get to celebrities, tabloids, and other trash behaving badly. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. your D-bag. Thanks for asking, Bradley. (laughs) It's internet trolls. All of them? Yes. If you're going to name them each, we're going to be here for a while, but um, can you uh, give me the thumbnail? I would love to. Which trolls are we talking about? The trolls that are trolling Kim Kardashian's (gasps) daughter, Northwest. Are we trolls? 
No, we're not trolls. Oh, okay. We're not trolling North. We are not trolling a child. No, badly. no, no. But you said Kim, so I, you know. Ugh. Well, context. Okay. All right. Tell me. Tell me why. Well, so Kim Kardashian, she recently shared a photo of a landscape painting that her daughter had painted. Hmm. Sharing it like a proud mom would, mm-hmm. instead of putting the picture on the refrigerator like we all do, her refri- refrigerator has millions of followers and it's called her Instagram stories. Yeah, and pretty soon all of our refrigerators are going to be like that, so that's technology for you, man. Okay, well that's kind of frightening, I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> but she called Northwest, her seven-year-old daughter, a little artist, and it's a really cute photo. It is really adorable, you know, and, it, and actually beyond adorable, uh, I can't paint a, a picture that well, yeah, Northwest's got talent. Yes. It's very reminiscent of a Bob Ross painting. You know, Bob Ross, so the joy Happy of painting. Happy little trees. Happy little clouds. trees and clouds. And Northwest, she painted a mountainscape with some happy little trees and happy little clouds. Here's where the debaggery comes into play. Oh, no. People, grown people, were doubting Northwest's artistic integrity. Uh, a seven-year-old child's artistic it's integrity. It's a child! Somebody wrote on Twitter, I'm supposed to go, but I can't stop thinking about how Northwest did not paint this. Okay. Why? But, okay, here's the problem with that. Yeah. The child is holding the painting. Is the child not? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a photo of, of North holding this painting. Yeah. Do you really want me to believe that Kim would make her child hold a painting? I mean, I guess she would. But when there's a child involved, maybe we go with the benefit of the doubt so as not to appear like we're trolling children. Right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like Kim Kardashian posted this picture herself because she went to a wine night at the local <laughs> uh, painting establishment <laughs> and then showed her picture of palm trees. Yeah. You know, then I mean, fine. Like, you know, I've held up those pictures worthy of being dragged. They sit in the back of my closet. Not even going to brag. But this is a kid. And also, yeah, I can't think of anything more mind numbing than a I'm not even going to say I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to make it about something else. It's not. Tell me more about this story. I was going to be a B.I. to the TCH and realized maybe not. that's not necessary. <laughs> Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> Thank you for censoring yourself on this topic. Once per show. <laughs> it's like Coco Chanel. You look in the mirror and you take one thing off. I'm going to take one piece of bitchiness off from today's show. Oh, thank you so much. All right. So now Kim Kardashian was not here for the trolls. She did the thing that we like to call a clap back to all the trolls. Ooh, how did she back to the clap? Well, she wrote in all capitals, which in internet speak is shouting. She said, don't play with me when it comes to my children. She said, my daughter and her best friend have been taking a serious oil painting class. And she said, North worked incredibly hard on her painting, which took several weeks to complete. And as a proud mom, I wanted to share her work with everyone. She said, I'm seeing op-ed pieces in the media and social media from grown adults breaking down whether or not my child has actually painted this. How dare you see children doing awesome things and then try not to accuse them of not being awesome? Please stop embarrassing yourself with the negativity and allow Every child okay. be great. Can I just say something now that she's oh. done? Oh, he put it back on. Because <laughs> there's the bitchy bracelet. It's back on. Because sure, but like, come on now. Like, 
the reason people question everything you post is because <laughs> you continually post things and do things to your posts to make them look not real, a.k.a. your body, right? Like, the amount of stuff that she has done to her physical self, much less the filters on her face, it is not beyond the realm of possibility to understand that people might question that. Whether it's tacky to do so is, you know, totally up for debate. I would say it's tacky to to question a child's artistic abilities, but um, it's because it's her child. It's not because it's any child, right? And I'm not saying that makes it okay. I'm saying, like, just maybe, maybe just go, you guys, stop. That's my kid. She painted this. Stop. Sure, there's a lack of self-awareness. Self-righteousness, like, yeah, there's a lack of self-awareness. On how Kim Kardashian exists in this ecosystem. Yeah, like, like, don't shame us for questioning everything you do because we have very good reason to question. Mm-hmm. I but, see that. But I take her point. Don't come after her children. You can take your bracelet off now, Bradley. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Who's your D-bag? Looks like a little, you know, it's just a little extra. Uh, okay, my D-bag today is Courtney uh, Kardashian. Ooh, we're going to keep it in the family. All right. Actually, um, now you can feel totally fine coming for Courtney Kardashian because... I don't know if you saw this, but Courtney has a new product on her Poosh website. Now, for the mm. layperson, Holly, who doesn't spend way too much time paying attention to what the Kardashians get up to, what's a Poosh? Or a Push? 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 I'm going to go with the long O, the Poosh. Okay. Poosh. In Dutch, it would be Poosh. 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 Yeah. tells me she's not that fancy, but no, she's not. what's a Poosh? Well, it's Courtney Kardashian's lifestyle website where she has tips and tricks on such things as dragon fruit smoothie blow excuse you excuse me dragon fruit what bowls smoothie blows smoothie bowl i mean smoothie bowls okay all right we're not going there Um, no we're not we're going to come back over here you know fitness tips exercises to help reduce bloat Courtney's doctor shares supplements for a healthy immune system and organic and gluten-free coconut macaroons. So she's like, it's goop with a K. Exactly. I mean, she even ripped off the font from goop.com. No, literally. No shame in the game for Courtney Kardashian. And I know there's some legit reason for what Poosh is, and listeners who pay attention to the Kardashians always tell us, and we always forget, and I don't care. But here's why we're picking on Poosh today. Um... Meet the face stamper Court is using for glowing skin. What? So I saw this and I was like, what face stamper? Okay, there is a torture device that she is currently advertising on Poosh. That is, it looks kind of like, I don't know, a Maybelline eyeliner. It looks like a mascara wand. Mascara, that's, yeah, yeah, mascara wand, right? But at the base of it... It, do you know those, like, have you ever seen those um, kitchen tools that have, like, the needles on the end and you shove it into, like, your pork chops to make them tender? No, okay, you no, haven't, based have on your not. hesitation. But there is such a thing that you just, like, slam on your meat <laughs> to make it tender. <laughs> Dragon bulls. <laughs> Dragon bulls. Anyway, um, she's got one for your face. So Yay! this device, literally, it's it's a it's called a stamper, and stamping is a form of apparently micro needling. And you know, there's like legitimate skincare things in here. I'm not trying to say that that's not real, 
But like, I'm sorry, I am not going to buy anything from Courtney Kardashian that sticks my face. I understand your hesitation, Bradley. I see it. I need it. And I understand it. Yeah, I'm absolutely not going to trust her with needles on my face. I just feel like they haven't earned that privilege. Now, is this a Poosh exclusive or is this somebody else's product that she's no. highlighting on her website? Well, it's uh, I don't think she makes it, but it's called a ritual set. And the ritual set includes the face stamper, which sticks your face with needles, um, and four ampules or ampules. Ampou- I am so not fancy, so I don't know what that is. But it's like little bottles of this do and go, D E W and go, the microneedling stamp, and four ampules of the Brighton Skin Brew. And you pour this magic brew on the needles and then you go to town tenderizing your face great and she's also charging 225 dollars for it that's fantastic well looking at this i'm not super fancy when it comes to skincare but i am looking at some of the ingredients and guaranteed that you can buy products with the same thing as a ritual set also, for a heck of a lot less money also don't do that. Go to somebody whose job it is to know how to stick your face with needles. Like, there are people whose job it is to know these things. It's true. Courtney Kardashian's do-it-yourself kit? No, thank you. Ooh. Like, if she... I wouldn't trust her to remove hair on my body. I wouldn't trust... Remember, these are the people, goop uh, adjacent, who also have stickers that purport to heal you oh yeah the vibe stickers remember vibe stickers yeah hopefully we've moved beyond that i don't point. think we have oh. no and so i'm not gonna let her come near my face with needles yeah that's a good idea okay good at least we agree mm-hmm. now when we come back holly i'm very excited because we mentioned this story yesterday i think or the day before the wizard of oz it is coming back I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you are going to toss it up for debate. Reboot, get the boot, The Wizard of Oz, when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Do we really need another Wizard of Oz? Like, really? Do we? I don't know. Holly might convince us. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley. That's Holly, along with Grant today. And uh, it's time for another. Reboot or get the boot. Reboot or get the boot. Okay, Holly, what's the deal with this Wizard of Oz remake? Is it a remake, a reboot? What is it? We got a doozy. New Line Cinema announced yesterday that it's making a new adaptation of the children's novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. We're off to see the wizard, the, the wonderful, wonderful wizard, wizard of Oz. Now, as a lifelong fan of the 1939 MGM musical, um, I love Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Some of my best friends are Wizard of Oz. I'm not opposed to Wizard of Oz, but I don't know, based on the sort of like weird Wizard of Oz experiences we've had since the 1939 musical that we really are going to get anything worthwhile what do we know about this particular project and what it might entail 
Here's what we know so far, Bradley. So this specifically, the stories about this new when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done version of Wizard of Oz is it's based specifically on that book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, because The Wizard of Oz is a series of children's book that was published at the beginning of the 20th century. So this one was published in the year 1900. So this book is 120 years old. So I think specifically they're going to be focusing on this book. We also know the filmmaker behind it. Uh, she is one of the people behind the Watchmen series on HBO that was wildly successful that came out about a year ago. Okay. And she said this isn't going to be a musical. Her name, Nicole Castle, she's the director of this movie. She said, and the studio New Line said it's going to be a fresh take and a reimagining of the wonderful Wizard of Oz. And uh, they said that maybe, perhaps, because New Line uh, is owned by Warner Brothers, Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers owns the right to the 1939 musical The Wizard of Oz, Mm -hmm. there might be some elements from that 1939 movie that make it into this new version. Because the filmmaker said, here's what she has to say about it. While the 1939 musical is part of my DNA, I'm exhilarated and humbled by the responsibility of reimagining such a legendary tale. She says there's an opportunity to examine the original themes, the quest for courage, love, wisdom, and home. It feels more timely and urgent than ever. I mean, that those sound like nice words, but like, what are you going to do to my Wizard of Oz that hasn't been done already and not always well? I mean... I did enjoy The Wiz. I did enjoy Return to Oz. I did not care for that horror show of a movie with uh, James. Oh, James Franco. James uh, Franco. Oz, the powerful such mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. 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 Well, right. Totally here. Your hesitation on this Wizard of Oz project, because I think, Bradley, like you're like most people. Why even bother reimagining such a classic piece of cinema yeah you don't you don't need to you don't need to improve upon perfection yeah i mean absolutely and it is such a unique thing like the the 1939 classic is a classic for a reason like it's just it it is of itself so i i understand that like anything after it is going to be a lesser thing and and maybe there is some comfort in that for anybody who approaches that project going forward like you're not trying to out Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz, but I don't know. Tell me why I should be maybe more open to the idea. Open to it? Yeah. I think that there is something to be said about being open to a remake of the Wizard of Oz on several levels. Well, one, 
The Wizard of Oz, the movie that everybody loves and cites, is but one of many, many adaptations of this story, The Wizard of Oz. It was actually a really popular Broadway musical back in 1902, and it was a series of silent movies. So that live-action Wizard of Oz that we know and love from 1939 was just one of many adaptations of these books by Frank L. Baum. So it's in the tradition of this story being retold time and time again. Also, Bradley... There's the concept of time. Wow, now you're getting deep. Yeah. Because Tell me more. The year 1939, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that yeah. was a long time ago, man. And that these stories, it's, uh, you know, reboots, remakes, we can razz on them all day long. Yep. But the fact is, is most things that we actually kind of love, even from our own childhoods, are kind of reboots of some sort. Think about maybe cartoons. <laughs> you, well, no, but think about cartoons that you used to love back in the day. Yeah. For example, really was a fan of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Well, what the heck was that? That was a bunch of executives and a board. I know what we can do with this property. Let's put those chipmunks in leather jackets and have them solve mysteries. Yeah, you're That's- absolutely right. I mean, you know, the flood story goes, you know, back before the Bible. That's the true. Epic of Gilgamesh. I'm, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically just... No, but but to your point, yes. Yeah. I mean, there is a time and a place to to um to to put a fresh set of eyes on something. Yeah. I I guess it makes me want to go back and read the actual stories for what they were to see what else I could find in them, right? And sure. I imagine that's what they'll do versus approaching the actual 1939 film. The problem, that's the problem with film, right? So by all accounts, many Broadway productions were, you know, amazing, gargantuan, spectacular things. But we don't remember them. Um, obviously, we're not going to remember The Wizard of Oz from, like, the early 1900s. But I think of other musicals that were then turned into movies. We don't remember the stage musicals because those people are long gone and we don't have any visual memory of them. But we do have a visual memory of um, Rosalind Russell doing Gypsy, even though she wasn't singing any of that stuff. <laughs> right. Right. But right. that's still my favorite production of gypsy because i can watch it on sadly dvd because i'm a thousand years old but yeah it (laughs) it, movies unnecessarily sort of suck up all the oxygen in the room and so it it then becomes a harder premise for a a, somebody to redo something without you constantly just referencing the original oh absolutely and i think one of the sticky things that this new wizard of oz is going to run into is the fact that yeah they can dip into the intellectual property of the 1939 one because they have the right to do that yeah it's now open i mean all of his works are in the public domain i would imagine well yeah for the wonderful wizard of oz the book is in the public domain and it's been that way since 1956 but what this new movie adaptation of the wizard of oz has going for it is that warner brothers owns new line the production company making this and so they can be like yeah sure you want to do ruby slippers yeah sure you want to do the wicked witch of the west in this particular way you have access to that so they're gonna have to but that's dangerous but that's dangerous because there's a whole town full of people in Minnesota. Oh yeah. That are going to think very very long and hard about any usage of the ruby slippers. Well, isn't there yeah. a pair of ruby slippers? Or did they get stolen? What was the thing with the ruby slippers? I think they were stolen at one point. I think the I like estate we talked of, about this. Yeah, I think the estate of Debbie Reynolds has a pair, but I don't know about the ruby slippers, the status of that. There was a whole FBI briefing on it. I don't even yeah, remember Yeah, ruby anymore. slippers recovered 2018. 
the FBI posted that on Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Right. Yeah. But it's going to be, they're going to have to navigate the expectations around this. Because if they want to truly tell an original take on the wonderful Wizard of Oz, that's one thing. But then if you start co-opting the optics of the 1939 movie, then people are going to start having expectations about what you're going to be delivering. It's true. It's a very fine line, a tightrope, if you will. What, as a director, Holly, given the opportunity to Mm -hmm. remount the Wizard of Oz? Yep, I've got my beret on. Where are we going in the Holly Roberts production? Of Wizard of Oz. We're sticking contemporary and we're going to take the, some of the themes of the book and we're going to adapt them to the year 2020. Oh, okay. So we're going to be like a modern day. Yeah, we're going to be modern day. Okay. Yeah. How do you get a like cowardly lion in 2020? How did you get a cowardly lion in the year 1900? Nobody, I mean, I feel like there were people that believed in cowardly lions in 1900. I don't know. Have you looked around lately, Bradley? (laughs) It's true. Very true. (laughs) Ding, ding. You get all the prizes. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from Ruby Slippers to another question for you. What's the song you never need to hear again? No, literally. It's not necessarily the worst song ever, but what's a song you just don't need to hear again? Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.